Hey everybody, well we had some technical difficulties late last night and we weren't able to uh to do the uh, post game uh hardcore husky podcast but uh Dougals and I are back uh right now it's Sunday afternoon and, and actually uh Dougals as we were talking about before we hit record, um having a little bit of time to reflect on the game in in its entirety and, and the uh you know, getting outscored twenty seven to seven in the fourth quarter last night. I think both of us are feeling a little bit better now that we've gotten a little bit of distance from that, and uh, um, and the just the overall game was just a, an absolute masterpiece with a lot of uh, a lot of positives, and uh, so as we look back on that uh, 44-27 victory over Arizona last night, uh, what what thoughts are uh, predominating uh, your mind right now? Yeah, uh, well, no question, uh, taking a walk for some perspective has helped the outlook on this. Uh, it was it was a, a dominating game, and and. Uh, the the first thing that jumps out to me is you know Morris Morris is the guy this year you know I don't know, I don't know how the future plays out you know we've anointed Sam Hewitt for so long but you know we're going to war with Morris uh, I loved everything that I saw from him you know uh, and I think it's been mentioned on the board too that he's kind of like a the Walmart version of McSorley I want to shout out Gladstone I think he said that <laughs> in a post recent and it's it's so true though because uh, uh, you know. You, you look at how he moves around in the pocket and his confidence and his presence. And, and, and again, I was there at the Fiesta Bowl. Now, this wasn't, this was Arizona. This wasn't the Fiesta Bowl. But, uh, but I was there when they kept hitting those third and longs on us. And it was just, just killing us, uh, over and over again because he would make these, these throws and these plays. And, and, you know, I'm sure there's a stat geek that will call me out, but it felt to me last night that Morris looked great on third down in particular. He made some awesome throws. Um, he was really uh, just just looked like he was in control. And then after seeing Thurman kind of come in there uh, for his series, and, and he kind of glitched out in the exact same way twice. I think I think we can just distance ourselves from this idea, and just and it's all Morris now. And uh, I'm excited to see what what he can do because that was our big question mark: is we don't have a quarterback, we have this vaunted defense, we have pretty much. Uh, you know, uh, all all of our returning uh, uh, studs on the outside that we think are going to be studs and K dot and, and and but who's going to who's going to distribute the ball and can we? And I think we have that answer. He can be a great college quarterback. Um, he seems to have the tools after two games. Granted, Arizona, uh, not the greatest team, but um, what else can you ask for? We we did them like we we're supposed to, and uh, it looks it looks good. And it really, uh, one of the things that really stood out to me in, in regards to uh, Morris, uh, aside from the, the uh, variables that you've already mentioned there, was he seemed to be going through his progression so much more fluidly than uh, did um, Jacob Eason last year. And that was such a nice, uh, nice change of pace and a nice uh, improvement in that regard. The deep balls definitely need some work because as soon as he lets it go, like when Russell Wilson goes deep, you feel really good that that's going to, uh, you know, rainbow right down into the receiver's hands and there's a good chance it's going to be caught. And with, with Morris, when he lets it go, I feel like it's just kind of a blindfolded guy throwing dart at a wall or something. And um, yeah. that's, the only, that's the only downside I can see so far. But that, you know, he needs the reps. He needs the experience. Uh, and and, uh, and uh, it needs to work in tandem with the uh, with the uh, – with the receivers there. So, um, but I thought that, uh, uh, cunt waffle on our boards there, he made a, a great uh, post and he made this post during the first half last night, but it said, so when Morris throws a shitty ball, the receivers catch it. When he throws a dime, their gloves are covered in Crisco. 
It's like yeah. these. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's really true because even like the 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 Puka Nakua um, sixty-five yard touchdown. It was a bad throw under duress. There's a guy charging up the middle. I think a middle linebacker or something, and and Morris let go of it right before getting hit. And then it was behind Nakua, but he catches it, and then he just turns and makes a beautiful play. But then, uh, as we all saw, there were multiple times where um, where Morris was putting the ball right on the money, and he gets dropped. So. Oh yeah, no, his his stats as as decent as they are for you know coming out, they would be a lot better if he got some help from our you know these guys that are supposed to be the studs. Um, and hopefully they'll figure it out. I think it it's just a. Might be a repetition thing. He does throw a little bit of a fastball, like you said. It, it seems like he's his long ball in particular, like kind of like misguided laser beam. Yeah, exactly. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. sorry. Right here, I'm uh, getting a call from outside. Uh, deleted that. I'm back in. Oh, okay. You know, but even as you made that comment a second ago. It's like I had a flashback to last year where so many times there'd be just like a little crossing route over the middle, and Easton would throw a 100-mile a fastball right at him. Mm-hmm. And and Morris has a nice touch to it. So, uh, it's where it's I, supposed I think to we're, be. Yeah, well, here's the thing, too, is everyone was giving Easton all this slack. Like, oh, he had to split reps with Hayner coming into the season, so, of course, he's going to be a little sloppy. But you nailed it. He makes really quick decisions. Uh, Morris and and he had to split reps with four guys, right? You know, he was he, he's coming mm. in and he he's he's really owned this position. You know, what what we saw at a sermon in the limited times, and I hate to knock sermon, I'm not going to just bash this guy, uh, but yeah. he made the same kind of error twice, <laughs> almost identical plays where he glitched out, left the pocket early, and then kind of got caught in no man's land where he couldn't throw it, he couldn't run it, and. And just, you know, it was just the same exact thing twice. So you see, like, is he getting better off his mistakes? No. Um, he, he's he's clearly going through the fog, and it's it's moving a little fast for him. Morris has not looked like that whatsoever. Um, and I just think that we should have a lot of confidence that this is the guy. And whatever happens when Sam Heard comes in, I mean, that's what, that's, that's what competition's about. But um, at least there's, I think there's a bar here that, that's been set up a little higher now than, than just, uh, you know, waiting for next season. I think that we have something cooking here. Yeah, agreed. And uh, I'm going to just take a moment and say something on behalf of Sermon, is that you, as you pointed out a second ago, you know, is there any evidence or indications that he's improving? But the one thing I'll say is that here's a situation where he's the guy uh, in the QB room, as they say, uh, where he's got the most experience. Um, he's, uh, or uh, other than maybe Thompson, I guess now, but, um, but in, any way, in any event, at least at Washington, he's got the most experience. It was kind of basically assumed by consensus by the fans that he would be the starter. It hasn't proven to be that way. There's all this ballyhooed hype about Sam Heward coming in next year and being the second coming. And then Sermon is spent the first two games basically standing on the sideline watching. And so when he gets in there, he knows his window, which is already small, is, is, is already closing on him. Um, and so he's got to be feeling uh, added uh, uh, pressure in that regard. And he's, so he's not getting the in-game reps and stuff. So, Anyways, when I saw him kind of messing up a little bit last night, I, I was just like, well, you know, I, I, I can't fault him for that in, in that sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's kind of the, the snowball 
effect and uh, who you know Morris is one play away from going out but exactly uh, yeah it, i i feel i feel pretty pretty comfortable moving on from that and 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 knowing that we we have a guy who can put the ball in spots particularly in the intermediate routes can extend plays um decently enough with his legs but but most importantly makes quick decisions um and and if john and, and, and if john don can, continues to call these games out like this where he's sticking to a plan and and we're really just moving the chains and and consistently seem to be exploiting what the defense has given us. I mean, I I look at, you know, let's talk about Kate Otten a little bit. I mean, how great he looked and going back to the McSorley comparison when they had Gesicki or whatever, their big tight end that just crushed us. And I I don't think why there's any reason why we can't have a a connection where, where, you know, uh, uh, Morris is, is looking for Otten on these third downs and these, these third and sevens to third and thirteens, and he's just going to be hitting this guy right up the seam. And, and Otten just looks – he looks the part. He's not going to be around long. Um, he, no. he can move. He's running great routes. He's just absolutely mauling people uh, at the line of scrimmage. And, and that, the fact that we went from barely seeing him game one to now he got, I think, seven catches, 100 yards in that touchdown – that's good with the play calling because that, that means that we're actually given, uh, okay, we didn't get this guy involved nearly enough. Let's do something different next time. And so um, that's uh, encouraging to see from a play caller's perspective, just letting our best players get the ball, let them do what they do, which is just tear apart a terrible Arizona defense. Um, Otten, Otten is just, I, I love that guy. I mean, that guy, uh, that guy says it all with, with how he plays, and, and rarely do you see people that have the physical ability and then also the mental capacity and just that work ethic. He is that that prototypical OKG, whatever you want to say, uh, guy, and I think we need to lean on him, and he's going to win his games this year, and Morris needs to develop that connection for sure. And the, and the more that that connection gets developed in, 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 in getting a reputation and put on film and stuff, and then other teams uh, try to compensate for that by, you know, using a safety or something, and now you have an opportunity to, uh, you know, send a speedster uh, downfield and get over the top with that um, if they could just hold on to the ball. <laughs> yeah, so. no, yeah, McMillan was getting open. And, and, and the yes. young guys, they're getting, they're getting open. You know, they're not catching the ball. They're getting open. Uh, I think we got Good lucky. Point. Rome actually he, he caught it, and then I believe it was a catch fumble, is what it should have been. Um, the yes. defender made a decent play there. He kind of poked it during the transfer, but um, but I mean the guys are getting open, which is you know that's step one. So uh, it, it, the the drops we have to assume will will go away. I mean these are D1 athletes. These are guys with high level uh, ceilings, and you know you want to hope that they're putting in the work to to. To get that done, maybe Jermaine Kirst can can usher them to the nearest LASIK center. I mean, I don't know. Whatever <laughs> needs to be done, uh, we we can do. But but they're getting open. Um, uh, I want to see. I know it's kind of. I'd like to see if guys continue to drop though. Maybe some of the other guys get in. You know, like Osborne. I think Spiker's injured. Um, but but you know, there's still you know four star talent on the bench that hasn't had a go yet. So. Uh, you know, let's just keep the competition high, and if guys can't pull it in, uh, given their opportunities, then we gotta we gotta shuffle it around. So, have you uh, been receiving uh, PMs, gift certificates, even cash from Osborne's dad, or was that just a? Uh... <laughs> that was just a little quick plug for Osborne. You know, he, he was, his dad was on the boards. You know, and, and uh, I, I, I like I like hey, I like the route running uh, of Osborne. You know, I just you know DDY was all about him, so. You know, I'm if just we trying can to be get funny. a guy, <laughs> if we can get a possession receiver in there, 
uh, <laughs> like an Osborne can be, then, then let's 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 do it. You know, let's get our Steve Largent in there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just uh, the, the presence of uh, Smalls and ZTF, especially in the first quarter or first 20 minutes of play, really outstanding. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the defense, I mean, that was the most enjoyable game since 2016 Stanford easily. Um, and it, ZTF, Yulo, uh, Smalls got in on back-to-back plays at one point. Um, you even saw, you know, Tuatelli was just was running around uh, with his belly out and making plays. Bands was bending at the waist and, and getting around a lineman and making plays when he got his opportunity. Um, the young guys are playing with, like, serious passion, and we kind of talked about that last week. Um, but these guys look like they're jacked up to play. And then ZTF and Yulo, it's like we're, those are our dudes right now. Um, those guys just consistently getting pressure, coming with, with mean intentions, uh, I believe the phrase is "war daddy linebackers" is what I'm hearing on the boards, and and uh, and absolutely we have that kind of edge that's been missing since uh, we had you know Azim and Keyshawn in that in the in the in the uh, 2016 campaign, and and, and it just makes all the difference. Even Bowman, who's still we kind of forget about him, but he's kind of he's making moves, he's doing what he does. He has that nice little spin move he likes to put on guys, and. Uh, I mean, that defense, with the back end as strong as it is, uh, it, it's uh, going to be a real problem for anyone in the Pac-12, at least for my eyes. Anyone in the country, really, but, but for the Pac-12, for sure, I, I don't see how we're not the favorites moving forward if, if these guys continue to put this thing together like that. You know, and it's so funny. It's like it's it's not as if we haven't seen for you know dominating first quarter performances in the past and stuff. And you get into the second quarter and you have a seventeen nothing lead. And and you know maybe we're a bit snake bit still from the Gilby Willingham Sark days or something. But you you know seventeen nothing hasn't traditionally in the last two decades been a safe lead all the time. <laughs> you, you, in, in other words, what I'm trying to say is that there would always still be a little bit of tension and anxiety and watching the game. But as the Huskies led 17 to nothing going into the second quarter, I just feel like I was watching golf where I wasn't even rooting for any particular golfer or something. It was just like, oh, this thing's in the bag already. It's just, are we going to get 40 yeah. points, 50 points, 60? That was, that was uh, you know, and how many of the young guys are going to get in there? That was the only thing that was really uh, of concern at that point. It was pretty clear. Uh, and somebody did make a comment on the boards. I don't remember who it was, but uh, oh, it was Jim Moore that somebody posted his tweet. It said, "Is Arizona even trying?" And there was a point there in the middle of the second quarter where I said to myself, "Arizona doesn't even look, they look just defeated." You know, I mean, not just their quarterback oh, yeah. who, who uh, you know, every time they zoomed in on his uh, face, it was almost unfair because he just had this pleading look towards Sumlin or whatever, like. Help me, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was the whole uh, it was getting killed. It was they they gave up. I mean, essentially, uh, physically, mentally, it looked like. And then you're right that that's what made the comeback a little disappointing. But but it was beautiful to watch. I mean, that team mm-hmm. was broken. Uh, the the camera crew like you can't show the the non-existent crowd. So it's like where else do you go with the camera? They just kept zooming in on his face, and he just looked like someone who. Wish he decided to play water polo at Arizona State or something. He was just completely defeated. Didn't want to be there, and and, uh, and it was uh, it was a beautiful thing to watch. Um, you know, the typical all across, even special teams. You talk about Kyler Gordon. Um, yes. Just being just being an athlete. I think Lake pretty much said he, that guy's unblockable. I, I expect him to do that all year long. 
and I believe him. I mean, he's just consistently right there. He's the most athletic guy on the field, just making plays, jacked up. He's not starting as a DB, and he's that athletic, but he's doing what he needs to do in the third phase, and that's what good teams do, and his time will come, no doubt about it, uh, as far as on the defense. But, but, I mean, just seeing the whole team come through uh, and have that fire and, and be jacked up to play. Now, you know, this is still, you know, Oregon State, Arizona. Like, we've beaten these teams before in pretty much every season since it started, yes. right? So, so we have to, you know, kind of – kind of temper it but i mean you know it's in a short season and we're 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 in we're in late november and we're undefeated you know i mean that's, that's it you know and uh we're, we're in the hunt and and it's all about just you know stacking pac-12 titles like cordwood you know COVID or no COVID, we're here to play and, and as long as we can get on the field i, I like this team's chances to, to to win win games and and i don't know if, if this is you know jimmy lake's uh larry coker year or not uh, where he has the uh, the benefit of the Peterson discipline with the new raw uh, raw of his approach, or you kind of get that perfect mixture, but you know, and then slowly uh, but surely it falls off the cliff. But but for now, this is this is a good looking young team, um, and and the play calling from the offensive side and the defensive side, Kwiatkowski is just doing what he's always done. We forget about that guy. And, you know, he's back, you know, doing the play calling for, for the defense. And that, I think that's showing. Um, and it's, it's a, it's, it's a good, it's a good time to be a Husky in 2020. I will say to your comment, comparing it to, you know, uh, that it might be a Larry Coker year or whatever. I will point out Larry Coker took over an 11 and one team. Uh, Jimmy Lake took over eight and five in Las Vegas bowl champion. So not yeah, that's true. It's true, but, but the, the, the big thing, too, though, is the fire. Yeah, right? It's like the Peterson essentially said, look, he was full of anxiety going into the Rose Bowl, and he kind of lost his, his fire. He kind of looked miserable coaching football. He wanted to help young guys, but he didn't necessarily want to do it through the, the medium that's college football anymore. And it showed, like, that's what made last year so frustrating. Like, we had talent. We were stacked. The guys should have been ready to go, and they just played flat. You know, we got pushed around in games. We had no sense getting pushed around in. And and so far, you know, in this limited limited sample size, uh, you know, I don't see that happening. I see some of that swagger back, some of that confidence, you know, God forbid being a little pissed off, you know, having Oregon pop off in the Rose Bowl last year, you know, and I know how, how heated that's become as we've kind of gotten better and taken our rightful place back at the top. You know, it's 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 one of those things where this is a huge transition year for Washington football. And if we're going to, like, just make sure that this Peterson era, you know, going back-to-back-to-back to back to back, NY6 is, wasn't just the, a blip on the, on the screen, but this is now the standard, then this is a big year to make that statement. You know, things that we can't control be damned, you know, this team looks like they, they're out to prove a point, and that's why I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about it, you know. I'm going Samick. I'm going full Samick, 5-0, and oh, national <laughs> chance. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, the interesting thing, too, is that uh, um, a few years back, I was talking with Jim Walden, who was the former coach for the uh, Washington State Cougars, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something along the lines to me of, uh, he and I were just chatting, it wasn't an interview, but um, he made a comment about that his, I believe he said that the, you know, the Cougars could go 0-10, but if they beat the Huskies, and then all the alums there at Wazoo would be really happy with him, and he'd keep getting renewed and that kind of thing. And there might've been obviously a little bit of humor thrown in as, as 
is what he does there. But um, but basically, it can boil down to that the Huskies would be you know is basically a one game season for the Cougars in, in many years. And the reason I bring that up is that here we are with this uh, shortened season with uh, the whole COVID bullshit and everything. We've got basically five games if we're lucky. And and really, especially after what happened last night, we're two and zero. It's like the Oregon. It all boils down to like Oregon. That suddenly is such a huge game, and it almost defines the regular season now. Yep, I mean, and someone, you're absolutely right. You know, it's totally, uh, you know, we can't overlook whichever kids we play, whether it's Washington State or BYU. I don't know what's going to happen this week, but. But, yeah, it really does seem like the way that the Pac-12 even had scheduled it with, with all the reshuffling of the schedules is it's us against Oregon, last game of the of the year, um, to decide who wins the North, right? And and that's kind of how it looks like it's going to be. And and hopefully, you know, USC can handle business in the South, and, and then hopefully we get a chance at a ranked USC in the Pac-12 championship game, and, and then we'll see what happens. But... Um, but the, but yeah, it's, it's boiling down to, you know, a beat Oregon season. I, I remember how personal it seems to be getting between, uh, the coaching staff and, and Jimmy Lake is just, you know, he's talking trash and he's a little more outspoken in that regard than, than Peterson was. And I love it, you know, cause a little bit doing the same thing, a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, okay, a lot of it, a lot of it, uh, but, but, uh, but it's great. You know, I love seeing that. And I think it, it shows in the players that they, they want to back up what the coach is saying and, and we want to go in there and, and, and take the crown back. And I think that that's exactly how it sets up. I mean, what, what better way to do it, uh, than, a, than an empty awesome stadium, um, you know, grandma's safe in 2020, and it's 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 gonna be uh, it's gonna be exciting if we can just uh, not have any uh, you know mysterious lapses. I think that's that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, um, it would be um, it'd be a nice uh, uh, enjoyable end to what's been a shitty year. So that would be uh, that'd be good. Um, right. So. As we as we wrap things up here, I'm going to put out some numbers here and, and ask a question to you, and then we'll conclude with some shout-outs because I think we're on the verge of having a mutiny on the boards if we don't do some shout-outs here. So, um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Definitely. But, uh, so I'm going, to, I'm going to spit out some numbers here real quick and then pose a question to you. Sean, So this is from last night. Sean McGrew, 11 carries, 35 yards. Kamari Pleasant, 6 carries, 43 yards. Cam Davis, 8 carries, 46 yards. And Fig Newton, 8 carries, 81 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Who is your starting running back going forward if you're the head coach, or do you continue to do by committee like we did last night? Cam Davis. I knocked uh, knocked, uh, him a little bit. I saw that he was an athlete against Oregon State, and he kind of told me, hey, let's not not talk trash. Um, I I love – elements of what the other guys bring and Newton in particular, his straight line, that, that, uh, touchdown he had was, yes. was awesome where you saw his speed in the second level. And, and also shout out to the second, uh, string OL. I think Kalepo was in, I mean, they completely mauled those guys and everyone ran to the end zone and it was just a great sight to see. Um, but, but from what I saw yesterday, all this rumbling about Cam Davis in practice, um, he, he made a great play where he actually, hesitated, waited for his blocker, and then exploded. He showed kind of yes. that vision and that like that, her- that herky-jerky patience then explode type of movement. He made some great catches out of the backfield as well, um, and he looked like he was moving at a different, at a different pace than, than the other guys. 
you know, it's it's great that now we have so many backs that have, have gotten some serious carries, but if we're kind of going into uh, let's get these guys ready for the, the serious games mode, I, I want to see Cam Davis in there start getting some serious carries. Um, he looked he looked good. Um, Newton's always going to be solid. I, I loved seeing him break away from the secondary. Um, he's probably my number two. Um, but but uh, but yeah, the Cam Davis might 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 have staked his claim last night. Yeah, and even like you know how it is when you're watching a game and then you're kind of thinking along, guessing what the offensive coordinator is going to call, and and just from the feel of the game, what you would do if you were in a position to make decisions. And there was a couple of times where I was even thinking, God, I'd love to see just a little swing pass to Davis out of the backfield with some blockers in front of him. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, he, so. he, he 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 can get. He has the ability to seems to set up set up the blocks, which is. With runners who are explosive, it's sometimes they just kind of miss the hole or they're way too long. It's not natural. Um, right. From what I saw last night, I finally got a good, good idea that he, he sees the field and is able to use his guys to an advantage and then explode through and break arm tackles. And um, he looks he looks good. I mean, he, he passes the eye test. You know, he's, he's jacked and he looks strong and he's fast. And, and I'm excited to see what that guy can do. I mean, all those guys. The team looked good. You know, Buff Buff Pass is one of my buddies, and he was texting me throughout the game and, and a couple other of my, my good friends, and they're just like, God, Washington looks athletic. You know, and they mentioned it on the broadcast last night multiple times. Like, man, these guys are big. You know, and, and that's, yeah. that's kind of, uh, you know, Peterson. We've recruited, uh, we've recruited insanely well. Uh, you know, especially for, for Washington standards, some of the best classes we've had back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And um, I think it's showing on the field in spite of missing a lot of guys to injuries or, or COVID or whatever it may be. Yeah, and uh, by the way, I'll just say, you know, with uh, at the top of the show, uh, you mentioned uh, Kay Dotton and how he got 100 yards receiving. And, and I don't know the answer to this question that I'm about ready to pose. But when was the last time a Washington tight end got 100 yards uh, receiving? And I, I just don't remember. God, I mean, it'd have to be, you know, a, an ASJ or – because we didn't use Disley. You know, Disley's, like, now, you know, all pro tight end, and he had, like, three catches his entire career at UW. So, and same with Drew Sample. So, it, it, I, I love that our scheme has been based around, the, you know, these mauling tight ends. But let's open it up, especially for a guy who seems to be able to throw some darts in that intermediate range. Uh, let's open it up to the big, you know. Let, let's let let's let Auden do his thing this year, and just let that guy be an All-American because he's he's the real deal. He's got the hands. He's got the quickness for such a big guy, um, and then he's also got the ability to put his shoulder down and into somebody and and drag tacklers and uh, going up against uh, linebackers that for the most part will be uh, smaller than him. And then if he comes into contact with a defensive back, you know you can just forget about that. So um, it's. Boy, just a, just a wealth of possibility there going forward, and and what that opens mm-hmm. up then for the wide receivers too, and even the running backs. Um, it's uh, that's a really a, it's an interesting weapon. That, you can almost equate it to the type of things that. Um, who's the, what's the name of the Tampa Bay tight end that played up in New England with Tom Brady all those years? I'm drawing a blank. Gr- Gronkowski. Yeah, Gronk. So, um, just what he <laughs> the the dimension that he brought to uh, New England all those years and stuff like that, 
there was a there was a flavor of that last night with K dot and, and um so it'll be interesting uh, going forward. Um so before we get to our shout outs, is there uh, I didn't confer with you though, is there anything that you want to add in, in regards to anything about last night or the program in general? Um yeah, let's uh, this will be like a mini shout out slash uh you know, actual content. You know, shout out to Duke uh, Couric for for putting this together. I want to just show this is the domination that we had through three mm-hmm. quarters. He kind of bro- he broke this thing down. Uh, you know, score was thirty seven zero. UW outgained Arizona three hundred and ninety two yards to sixty six yards. Five sacks mm-hmm. allowed one. Had the time of possession you know thirty minutes to fourteen minutes. Um, and, you know, and you look at the drive chart, and we're just going touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, punt, touchdown, touchdown, miss field goal, of course. Um, you know, in Arizona, they're they're going punt, fumble, punt, punt, halftime, punt, downs, punt, and they have a negative yards on multiple of those drives. And, and so let's not get this lost. You know, the final score is what it is, and, and someone got his moral victory that will keep him employed like Sark. But <laughs> but that this was an absolute mauling of an Arizona team. The kids team never quit. The Those kids never quit. <laughs> it showed some resilience out there. Uh, you know. I'm really, you know, we're going to put it on film. Uh, yeah, and we're gonna, you know, we're going to move forward. You know, it's like, come on. Um, but, but, you know, this game was an absolute uh, beatdown, uh, and and we did what we we're supposed to do. And in spite of that that ending, you know, a lot of guys got put on film. They're going to see their mistakes. You know, everyone's ripping Urban. He looked a little flat-footed. Well, and shout out to Alex Cook, my Sacramento uh, hometown. Uh, you know, coming in, now we see why. It was kind of like, well, what's Alex Cook doing out there as a starter? Uh, he looked great. You know, he's doing a great job back there. He's making tackles in the open field. He's not getting burnt. He seems to know what he's doing. And and, and, and now you see why. Well, the, the, the guys who maybe ranked a little higher than him coming out of high school uh, don't have the feel yet in live action. So um, shout out to him for really showing up and, and being a big part of who's going to play safety next Yeah, are you still there? Pretty much. Yeah, I'm there. Oh, okay. I'm here. Okay. Yep. Um, so let's see here. I'm doing this off the top of my head, but uh, Sway uh, wants a shout out. So I'm not sure what for, but shout out to Sway. Um, let's see. Duke Dujour says that she wants a shout out from the podcast because it's the that's all she has left in this world. I'm not sure if that's a twisted <laughs> cry for help or. I love I love Du Jour. My favorite oh, Du yes. Jour is uh, late night uh, wine drinking. Should probably go to bed, but posts on um, fourteen different threads uh, covering the first, the front page. Du Jour, shout out for your determination to to hang out with this villainy and scum that is hardcore husky. Four, fourteen, uh, yeah, fourteen posts via you know four different alts that shall remain nameless and. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so it's like just just swiping right blindly on her Tinder app, just praying, just just just, just doing it up. Please, God, please send, um, send, me, per- send me a send me a dude, please. Uh, was there anybody else? Uh, uh, had I had a great time over at Baze's house uh, yesterday. I'll sh- give a shout out to him and his. Uh, oh yeah, because uh, Hardcore Husky in four days. It's uh, November twenty sixth. That'll be the eighth anniversary of Hardcore Husky, and it's also uh, Baze's fiftieth uh, birthday on the same day. So uh, we'll oh, do yeah, a little shout out. Yeah, a little shout out there. Um, actually, since since a lot of the longtime posters will get this joke. Uh, for his birthday, I gave uh, Bayes um, a bottle of um, 
uh, it was vodka called Ab Absolute uh, Mandarin. Uh -huh. And then in the in the card, I, it, he opened it up and it said, um, uh, "Absolute <laughs> Mandarin is greater than," and then "Absolute Mustard." So. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> the the, the uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off a few younger people shout outs here. I'm sure. Shout out shout out Gladstone. Uh, he's making some great yeah. points on there. He's pretty much pretty much wrong. He's like the uh, the the only civilized human on the board. Uh, shout out to Wolf, by the way. Wolf had a great post breaking down every single play of the Oregon State game. If that's not dedication, I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, he 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 actually of the Oregon know, that, State game. <laughs> yeah, of the Oregon State game. You know, just to prove back to pack wrong. Fun fact: he was just running his mouth. You know, took too much Adderall that day. Didn't know what was going on. And poor uh, and, and poor Fudgy. And, and then Wolf uh, had to just statistically. Uh, show him uh, to be a fool, but it was uh, great stuff. And uh, all, all across all across the Hardcore Husky, Mad Son, thanks for showing up to the game threads. Uh, oh, yeah. Your sacrifice your sacrifice is our game. Um, shout out to Road Dog. Uh, shout yes. out to Bitch Fork some, somewhere out there who's still alive. <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, your time will come, buddy. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's – that's all I can think of. Shout out to DNC, the biggest bully, and uh, Pump, come back. <laughs> pump, Pump, figure out how to reset your password and come back. All right. <laughs> I, I lost two of my alts to the password massacre, by the way. Uh, so, uh, I'll, I'll, two of my favorite alts have not have not made an appearance this year because uh, the password massacre. So, Pump, you're not alone. It's a safe place for you you here at Hardcore Husky. Um, <laughs> But that's uh, that's all I got. Yeah, it's too bad we had a we had a guy and uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. But he uh, he uh, PM'd me late last night and he hadn't been on the boards in in over a year, and he uh, he hadn't been able to get back onto his uh, account because he couldn't remember the original email that he was on, and so he um, <clears throat> so he created a new he created a new account and applied for it last night just for the intent of of having me tell him what his email was that he used to sign up so he could get, oh, it was Purple Rain, that's who it was, and he hadn't been on the board since September of uh, last year. But uh, So anyways, I guess that's all for now, and um, we'll uh, talk to you guys soon, probably a week from now. I'm, uh, we're assuming there's going to be a football game, but as of right now, we haven't heard any uh, official indication that the Apple Cup would be canceled because of the whole COVID stuff. Um, but with uh, with any luck at all, that game will be played and we'll keep going. So, so uh, all right. Hey, great talking with you, Dougals, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. Absolutely, go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>